Good morning, gang. Good morning, gang. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, really quickly, um, let me see who's in here. Okay, I see Nick. I see Jason. I see Brooke. I see LaCora. I see uh, iPhone user again. You got to go. I see. Um, <laughs> I say Mr. Thames, I see Timothy, I see a bunch of people in the winter circle. I see Jackson, I see Julian, I see Maria and a bunch of other people. Okay, we got people here. All right, so the winter circle, y'all need to get in the discord and drop an introduction. Y'all need to say something. Uh, the people that are in the discord, right? Um, I'll use Nick as the test to get updates to figure out what's going on, you need to be in the Discord. So, um, I'll give you guys a couple seconds. Nick, you're gonna be the test. You need to drop an introduction right now, right now, into the Discord. If you do not do that, that means that you did not follow directions. That means that you don't have access to the Discord. The Discord is in the chat right now, right now. I'll give you guys a couple seconds, you especially, Nick, and anybody listening to my voice, whether you're watching this on a replay or watching this live, you guys need to be in a Discord. If you were in the Discord, you would know that I was helping the Winter Circle people and this was gonna be 30 minutes late, right? So, uh, Nick, uh, go do that right now. As soon as um, I see you drop something in the Discord, we can start training. So, we waiting on you. Bam, I just got it. Easy, 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 perfect. So, uh, gang, just remember the Discord is where you guys need to be, right? If you're looking for any updates, if you're looking for um, what time the course is going to be, any of that type of stuff, you need to be looking in there. Updates are going to be inside of here, right? So if you lost, this is the first place you need to go. Listen to my voice clearly. This is where you need to be at, right? In the Discord, in the Discord, in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you do not follow directions. The link to the Discord is right in the chat, right? So um, if you listen to the replay, uh, make sure that you got access to the Discord because that's where all of the good stuff is going to be. All right, so um, today we're going to talk about uh, disaster recovery. Uh, the reason that we're going to talk about uh, disaster recovery is because um, one, it's important, and two, um, I'm in Houston and we have a lot of power outages, right? This, you know, the grid sucks, it's not good, uh, a bunch of people moved here and um, it kind of overpowers the grid a lot of times, right? A lot of days. So we just want to make sure that disaster recovery is important because if you don't know how to recover from a disaster, if you don't know how to implement things to be more proactive, it makes things super hard, right? So you can lose your data, you can lose uh, everything that you have, right? So um, first things first, if it's your first time with us, these live sessions are uploaded to the live sessions portion of the program. If you don't have access to the live sessions, just make sure that you reach out to either Julia or Christina, Julia uh, preferably. Uh, make sure that you got access to everything. The Discord, most importantly, um, all the Facebook groups that we have, and the student resources drive. If you click a link and it says locked, if you click a link and it says that um, you don't have access, you need to tell somebody, right? Um, I can't come to your house and say, hey man, everything okay? You gotta make sure that um, you tell us, hey, we don't have access to this, access to this, or I don't have access to that. Um, now questions are usually gonna be answered at the end of the lecture. So if you got any questions, um, just ask, uh, just be as 
direct as possible, please. All right, so just remember these sessions are supplementary, right? Don't, I, I like you guys, you guys are cool, but don't come, oh, I'm about to go see Rob. No, go take the damn test. I'd rather you take the test. Just remember that uh, these sessions are supplementary to the actual program. The program is uh, the meat and potatoes, okay? All right, so today is Monday, right? Today is Monday. Hopefully you guys are winning. You are winning because you woke up, right? So uh, right now, uh, since Nick followed directions, I'm gonna have you uh, tell me a win that you had, uh, whether it's a pass and a cert, uh, if you got a job, if you got a raise, if you paid off a car loan, if you lost some weight, uh, if you made your bed, just, you know, hopefully it's tech related, but um, if you had a win, let me know right now, right now. Unmute yourself, tell me a win that you got. I'm going to be taking the ITF today or tomorrow okay let's pick it let's pick a time is it gonna be today or tomorrow most likely tomorrow my schedule is very busy today okay very good so are we taking it in the morning or are we taking it in the evening evening so i'm gonna spend the morning studying perfect prepared. perfect how you feel i feel great good 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 so how long you been in the program uh coming up on my 14 days right now so i'm in it to win it man Perfect, perfect, perfect. What happened to 10 days? Spent it learning. All right, so you know you're supposed to be certified on the 10th day, right? Yep. What happened? I'm working on it, man. All right, so work harder, man. Work harder, work harder, right? So um, yes, sir. just remember, uh, going through the training is cool. Uh, that is a win, uh, but it's pretty much like you went to practice but never played the game, right? So make sure you get in the game so you can win so let's get into um this lecture and once again gang uh, just make sure that um if you need anything that you're reaching out to um the team because like i said um we can do a lot and i can do a lot but um if you have any issues if um you're confused about something and we don't know how can we know right so just make sure that you're letting us know all right so um let's get straight into this stuff so disaster recovery right Disasters, they can be natural or man-made. Uh, natural, fire, tornadoes, floods, blackouts. Uh, man-made can be um, somebody mistakenly spilling water on a server. It can be somebody purposely tearing something up, right? So um, it can be different types. Now, there's different types of recovery sites, right? Because you want to have pretty much a backup not just to your data, but to your actual sites and your services as well. Wow. Uh, so I'm in the office and it is, what time is it? Okay, it's 11.30 here and somebody's getting pizza delivered. Anyway, I don't know what that threw me off. It just seemed like it's too early for that. Maybe I'm crazy. Anyway, so uh, disaster recovery sites. So cold site, warm site, hot site, uh, and a cloud site, right? So depending on your budget, depending on your organization, depending on what you do, depends on what type of site you'll have, right? Now, when you guys become whatever you wanna be, but if you wanna be an incident response manager or project manager, depending on your budget and what you guys do and how important what you guys do is, depends on which site you would actually choose, right? So, um, Google probably has 
thousands of every type of site that you can think of. Um, ESPN, uh, what's another big one? Uh, Microsoft, uh, all these different types of big organizations have huge sites because millions and millions and thousands of people are dependent on what they do, right? And nobody wants to hear that, oh, it's not accessible, oh, the damn building burnt down, nobody cares. So just understand that when it comes to uh, services and products, anything on the internet, the standard is that 99.99% of the time, that stuff is up. For example, when you wanna train, right? When you wanna, um, like Nick, if you're trying to train, trying to uh, knock this stuff out, um, if you're like Maria, you're trying to knock this stuff out, get through it, boom, boom, boom. How would you feel if, I don't know, six out of 10 times, are you going to um, itmagicky.com, it wasn't there, it was broke, it didn't work, it would make you angry, it'd make you upset, right? Now, if nine times or nine and a half times out of 10 is there, that's a little bit more understandable. So basically, every blue moon, things may go down, but it's super reliable, right? So let's get into uh, the different types of sites. Hold on, let's go back. Let's go back, actually, because I don't want to talk about that first. So um, a code site, right? This goes, we go a little bit deeper after that video, but I want to break this down first. So a code site, long story short, can literally just be a building, right? A code site is usually the least expensive and between that and a code site is usually the least expensive because it's literally just a structure, right? So it's literally somewhere, okay, this place blew up, this place burnt down, this place is no bueno anymore, let's go over here, right? So a warm site can be a little bit better than that, right? So it's a building, got electricity, the internet is ran, we may have some laptops in there and maybe a couple servers, but they're not set up. It's pretty much a go-between, an in-between, almost there, but not just quite. So a warm site is gonna need some type of uh, setup or configuration, right? A warm site, we're gonna have to do something, right? When we actually get there, it's not gonna be ready to go. A cold site is basically, we're gonna have to do a lot of stuff. We're gonna have to set up all the servers. We're gonna have to set up all the laptops. We may have to buy laptops. We might have to buy servers, so on and so forth, right? So um, understand as well, depending on a disaster, you may be able to take stuff from your other site or all that stuff may be damaged or blew up or burnt the hell up, right? Now a hot site is uh, the most expensive, but it's gonna allow you to pretty much get up the most, the, the fastest, right? So we got our main site here, then our hot site here, right? So the hot site is going to be pretty much a replica of the original site, right? So literally, um, this building blows up, we go across the street where our hot site is, and that is ready to go. We don't have to really do anything. Everything, same systems, same servers, same everything, right? We can do what we need to do. Now, um, when we're thinking about sites, we have to think about budget, employees, all that kind of stuff. Because some, some hot sites actually may have a whole entire staff, just in case their staff is uh, not killed, that's a little bit too much, but if they can't get to the other site fast enough, we may have a whole other team that can go to that site, right? Now, a cloud site, long story short, means that we have everything stored in the cloud, right? But depending on if we're using private cloud, meaning we manage it, or public cloud, meaning somebody else manage it, that might go down as well, 
right? Now, depending on your cloud provider, that can be super expensive or super inexpensive. That will kind of be um, on you. Now, since it's 2023, most likely the uh, most important or the best way to do things would be to have a mixture of a couple of these, right? Um, at a minimum, you need a cloud site, right? To back up everything. But only thing is with the cloud site, you can't back up the damn building to the cloud site. You can't back up the physical laptops and physical servers and all the physical devices to um, the cloud site, right? So we gotta make sure that uh, we have a mixture of a couple of these, right? So that should make sense. So cold site, pretty much nothing. We just go there, it's just a building, maybe a few things there. Warm site, uh, we may have some of the devices, but they're not set up. Uh, we may have electricity, uh, we may have running water, but we gotta do a lot of configuration, right? Um, hot site is pretty much, that's the closest to being an exact replica of our original site. Makes sense? Now, a lot of organizations think about this um, as far as natural stuff, right? A lot of organizations think about, okay, we gotta have you know fire drills, we gotta have tornado drills, we gotta have uh, all those types of dr flooding drills or whatever we're supposed to do, right? But a lot of times they don't think about the man-made stuff as far as what do we do if we get hacked? What do we do if we get compromised, right? So you gotta kinda have an all-encompassing um, thought process when it comes to this, right? We gotta protect ourselves against nature and we gotta protect ourselves from the nature of man, right? Which can be um, pretty bad sometimes. All right, so I want you guys to watch um, this quick little video about man-made disasters, right? So man-made disasters, um, this is kind of like spooky stuff, right? Like, oh, a hacker. It's not always a hacker, right? A man-made disaster can also be from a dumbass employee, right? So a dumb employee that plugs in a USB from their house or uh, downloads something weird onto <laughs> their uh, uh, computers. Um, believe it or not, you know, I won't get too deep into it, but you know, out of all the jobs I've had, you would be surprised <laughs> at some of the sites and some of the stuff that people do on company on company time on, co on the internet, like at work. They do some of the strangest things, right? So you would just want to make sure that um, stuff is as um, safe as possible and you have tracking, so on and so forth, right? So um, let's watch this super quick um, video. It's just uh, an example uh, of some of the things that um, happen um, in uh, Ukraine and that continue to go on, not only in Ukraine, but just um, in the world, period. So give me one second as I ramp this up. Well, as Ukraine's military battles Russian troops on the ground, there's another battle taking place. It's in the digital realm. Ukraine's cybersecurity authority says the cyber conflict with Russia is unprecedented. In today's age, you can do um, just as much damage with a, a keyboard and the internet than you can with, you know, tanks and rockets. So if this is pretty much causing, you know, an entire country to have to re-figure out things, right? He probably didn't even have a job uh, uh, before this, right? 10 years ago, he wouldn't have had that job. It wouldn't have been a thing. They wouldn't have been thinking about cybersecurity. They wouldn't have been thinking about um, the threats, right? So now, literally, uh, if you know what you're doing, you can stop um, the water supply for um, a country. You can stop the electricity. You can turn off the internet. You can stop um, certain sites from popping up if um, you hack the right way, right? So this would be an actual disaster, right? 
Imagine if um, when you turn on the water, you know, it's brown, right? Because they mess the grids and stuff up. They stop the filtration, right? Imagine if um, you woke up and the entire city was dark, right? No traffic lights, no electricity, no anything. You say, okay, let me check Twitter. Damn, that's not working. Let me check Google. Damn, that's not working. Let me check anything. That's not working. Let me call my mama. I can't do that, right? So that is um, the effects of man-made uh, disasters when it comes to um, hacking and that type of stuff, right? And then, like I said, it, it's not always this complex. It's not always this crazy. Sometimes it's from uh, a user that didn't know what they were doing, plugging in the wrong thing, so on and so forth, right? So let's talk about this. Which DRP site is likely the most expensive? Out of the sites we talked about, which likely is the most expensive? Which discovery, uh, excuse me, disaster recovery type of site is the most expensive? You guys should already know that it would be a hot site, right? Just remember a hot site simply is a replica of our original site. So however much it costs for us to rock out at our main site, it's the exact same cost at our hot site, right? And that can be expensive because you gotta pay uh, two leases, two mortgages, two electric bills, two internet bills. If you actually have employees over there, so on and so forth, you have to have all that stuff, all the same equipment, so on and so forth. This is great for redundancy, right? Because if stuff blows up, if stuff goes left, it doesn't matter, we can go right to the hot site, right? Now, which site does this describe? May have computer available on standby, important for business continuity, requires some setup, requires proper planning. Which of the types, which type of site um, would this describe best? Five, four, three, two, one. We all know that that would be a warm site, right? It's gonna be some type of a configuration that we're gonna have to do. We'll have to do uh, something to the warm site. It's not gonna be all the way ready to go when we get there. True or false? You need to consider distance between main site and your disaster recovery site. Do you need to think about distance when it go from your main site to whatever type of recovery site that you have? Do we need to think about distance? Five, four, three, two, one. You guys should have said true, right? So if I got my main site, right? Right here, then I got my hot site across the street. If there's a flood, guess what's gonna happen? My main site and my hot site is gonna get flooded, right? Or if it's a tornado, or if it's a, um, even a fire, you know, if it's, you know, my hot site is here and then my um, regular site or my original site is right next to it, both of them are gonna get set on fire, right? So you definitely have to think about distance in between. Also though, you want it to be far enough apart, but not too damn far, right? You don't want you know, your main site to be here and then your recovery site is 100 miles away. You know, everybody may not be able to make it there. Everybody may not know where the hell it's at. You want it to be close enough to um, your main site to where it shouldn't get affected by that same disaster, but it's close enough so people know it's there. And that's another thing with the uh, business continuity. 
Everybody needs to know one, what to do in a disaster and two, what happens? Where do I go? Where the hell is it at? Where's the other recovery site at, right? And you'll be um, surprised to, to know most places don't even have a site. It just, if shit hit the fan, it's over with. Uh, Y'all ain't got nowhere to go, go home, I guess, right? So a lot of places don't even have um, anywhere for uh, people to go. But even though it's more expensive um, or seem like it may be more expensive, it's way less expensive than not having anywhere to go, right? So um, your site being down, customers not knowing what's going on, so on and so forth, you have somewhere where you can continue uh, business operations. And um, the best way uh, as far as disaster recovery should be that your customers, your clients shouldn't even know anything happened, right? It should be that seamless, if that makes sense. All right, so if you got a code site, right? At a bare minimum, a code site should have what? At a bare minimum, what should a code site have? Five, four, three, two, one. A building, right? A building, a site. You gotta at least have a damn site, right? It shouldn't be just uh, a field or some grass. It should be an actual site, a building, a structure where people can go inside of right doesn't have to be the exact same size doesn't have to be the exact same uh, capacity as your original site but it got to be at least a building right got to be at least an actual site that people can go inside of all right so this is going to be uh your homework right so what would you do what would be your first three steps after a fire right so this is going to be you guys homework, right? So this is going to be you guys' homework. Um, if you had a plan, if they said, hey, we're giving out bonuses, whoever come up with, you know, the best first three steps to do after a fire that will save us money, that will save lives, that will save all information on our servers, what would be your first three steps? So come up with a detailed plan on what you would do. That is you guys' homework. So gang, uh, that's it. That's all. Uh, I'll go to the Winter Circles first. You guys got any questions? Going once, going twice, boom. I'll see you guys next week. No, I'll see you guys after this actually. Uh, Zero to Hero program people. Uh, you got any questions, comments, or concerns? Going once. Nick, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, no, I'm just saying, uh, I just wanna say thank you for this and don't thank me yet, champ. Don't thank me yet, champ. Thank me when you get certified, right? So thank me when you get certified. Um, I appreciate uh, the compliment I'm here uh, for you guys, but um, just make sure that, um, let me see, uh, that you reach out to Julia. When you pass, just let her know. And also, you know, drop it in a Discord and in the, uh, the Facebook group just so other people can get um, inspired. Um, but my bad for cutting you off. Uh, did, were you about to uh, ask something? No, but uh, when I pass, I'll let everyone know. Perfecto, Nick. All right, so uh, anybody got anything else? Five, four, three, two, one, nothing. Great, perfect. Um, you guys have an awesome Monday. Uh, make sure you crush it um, this week. Um, and other than that, I'll see you guys in class.